you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome everybody to episode 46 of The Tech Box. I am indeed David Rich and I'm joined, I'll say as always, he's the mainstay, uh, James Honeyball. Hi James. Uh, hey Dave, how's it going? Not bad. I feel like I've stolen your thunder a little bit there. What? No, I think uh, you are the returning king and uh, you should do the introduction. Oh, uh, well, I I, I've, uh, I, I feel a bit of a fraud, but I'll take that. Thanks, James. <laughs> How's life? What have you been doing in the last uh, 10 years since you've last been on? I think it was summer. I mean, like I said, I've, bit, I've booted up the old shed for the first time since summer. Uh, busy, busy, busy. Family life, work, all over the shop. Uh, hopefully... Drawing down over Christmas, I can get a few shows in and uh, try and get us a bit more regular because we're all over the shop, aren't we, around this time of the year? We are a bit, yeah. So is the shed fully operational? That's what we need to know. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm mightily impressed. I took the dust covers off the monitor and keyboards and everything, plugged in the MacBook Pro, and uh, it, everything, you know, worked well. So considering it's probably had so much temperature fluctuation... Um, no condensation, nothing. So I think it's a winner. And uh, I've got a little heater in here and it's quite nice, actually. Nice and toasty. I can see you sort of spending five minutes turning all the switches on and blowing the cobwebs away and, you know, cranking up all the valves and dials. Yeah, it's like in those old uh, movies where you see the them sort of go back in time to the bunkers and things and dust the dust everything off and turn the generators on and hope for the best. It, it was like that, but it was Fantastic. all good. You're coming through loud and clear, which is good. Excellent. So on to the first subject. Yes. So we've both got some lovely new iPods Pro. AirPods Pro even. Oh yeah, AirPods Pro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, iPods have taken a bit of a backseat these days, haven't they? Yes, although not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I, I, I have and I've been in a bit of turmoil ever since getting them because they're new, they're shiny and they're Apple's latest and greatest. However, I've, I think the tide has turned on against us on this one, James, mm. and we've probably come up against what many people came up against with the originals. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're both in the same boat. And mm. certainly when I was looking, if, when everyone got the original AirPods, because they don't fit in my ears, um, I was kind of left out of all the excitement. So everyone got them. They said how convenient they were, how brilliant yeah. they were. You know, you have this little pod thing that you put them into and you charge them and you take them out and they're so freeing and you have no wires and everything's amazing and I was like oh I'm really jealous because I don't get to experience that um they don't fit in my ears so they're a bit of a non-starter and then there were all these rumors of airpods coming out with the little um the rubber tips and they'd be able to go in my ears fine because I wear those kind of rubber tipped uh, earphones the whole time you know all the time so I was thinking, oh, well, that's just a rumour. I can't really see it happening. It doesn't feel right that they would come out with uh, new ones. And then there was all these rumours, oh, it's going to be, you know, an AirPods Pro. They're going to have the rubber ear tips and they're going to have noise cancelling and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when they actually came out, I was quite surprised that they came out exactly as per the rumours. They looked like they were going to be perfect for me. Uh, everyone had been going on about how great AirPods was for absolutely ages and I thought, well, I just have to get these. So, you know, day one, I plonked down the not inconsiderable 250 quid to actually buy them. And um, yeah, the initial experience was quite good. You open it up, it pops up on the phone, you know, you pair them. So I'd ha had that a little bit with the uh, Beats X, sort of the previous in-ear yeah. uh, ones that had this uh, W1 chip or H1 chip, whatever they're, they're calling it these days. Um so it was like, okay, that's nice. But then it kind of, and, and then I started putting it in. I listened, uh, had a listen to the um, noise cancelling, which works very well, actually. The noise cancelling is very good. Yeah, and kind of good. freaky. You, you're walking around, you know, you walk next to your washing machine when it's on. And it's kind of freaky that you can feel the vibration and not hear the noise. It's kind of that good. Um, yeah. The transparency mode, uh, I didn't quite get on with but maybe um you know it just seemed to it seemed to make the outside noise louder than it was in real life and therefore was just wrecking things that i was listening to but maybe if i was cycling down a street uh and there was cars coming in every direction maybe that would be useful but certainly i i kind of liked the um, noise cancelling but the transparency mode i didn't really get on with that much but the it the problem started straight away for me which is 
I couldn't find a tip that fit comfortably in my ears. So the AirPods Pro have moved from the sort of normal round ear plugs to these oval shaped earplugs. I don't know whether that was the core problem of them not fitting into my ears, but uh, they were either, they felt, I couldn't work out whether they felt too big, too small, but no matter which ones I put in, the small, medium or large, within 10 minutes, 15 minutes, especially if I was chewing some chewing gum or eating, oh, yes. or they just, chewing. Felt, they just fell straight out. Yeah. And um, normal in-ear things, uh, ear, uh, earphones that I wear, yeah, they'll fall out occasionally, but they're not constantly falling out. And I thought, well, I can't really, these can't, aren't going to work for me because, you know, if I'm walking down the street and one of these little things falls out, they could just go straight down a drain, drop in a puddle, albeit I suppose they're supposed to be waterproof. But yeah, it's just a bit of a non-starter for me. And I do have some thoughts about how good they even are if they do fit. But what were your thoughts, Dave? So I, I've come from the opposite end of the scale, really, because the AirPods, I've had them since day one, and they fit me fine. So I had the Generation 1 through to the Generation 2, and no no problem whatsoever. Felt really nice, really convenient, always use them. So Apple released a new version. I sort of think to myself, that rubber thing's probably going to annoy me, because I've I've historically not liked that sort of style, you know, where something goes really far in. But I thought, it's Apple, they're new, and... It's obviously it's going to be brilliant. So I I, I got them, um, and for me the seal's fine. So they've got that little app, haven't they, within the Bluetooth? Yeah. Uh, that you can test the seal. I can get a, a seal okay on all of the uh, all of the different tips. The problem comes like you for a prolonged period of time, maybe even just fifteen minutes, twenty minutes walking, just whatever. It would slowly, slowly. And again, depending on which tip I had, depended on which ear did it. But it, it almost felt because they work with compression, that rubber sort of pushes against your ear and then the back to keep it a tight fit. It felt as if it was working its way out slowly and slowly. Yeah, yeah. And, I and do, it's quite unnerving, that feeling, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And and I'd do a seal test, maybe when it, I thought, right, this one feels like it's probably going to fall out now. Let me do a seal test just to check, because it might just be, this is the way they are now. They feel different to the old ones, but it's working fine. And I'd do the seal test, and it wouldn't be sealed. So, it again, I don't how, know how much weight we should place on that seal test, whether it's any good. But I, I, I had no enjoyment. I would sit there with them in my ears, and instead of watching the content or listening to the content and being oblivious to them being in my ears, I could feel them there. Yeah. And the film I was watching would take second place. The the audio I was listening would take second place because I'd be thinking, okay, are these in properly? Are they yeah. going to fall out? Yeah, Is yeah. it on its way out? And I, I wanted so much to like them simply because, obviously, it's Apple. And I like to think I get on with Apple stuff, but I, th- I just don't think they're for me. Um, funny you should say about the transparency mode. So I thought that was amazing because... To having the old AirPods, that sounded what it was like to wear the old AirPods pods with nothing playing. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing like maybe listening because listening to a shell, you know, when you bring a shell up to your ear and you, you yeah. hear the sea in it, so to speak. Yeah, because you, you had the noise cancellation, which, again, is really, really good. Cuts out any boilers or anything like that in, in the background. It's, it's amazing. But you have the off position. Now, the off position is different to playing no audio through the normal AirPods. Um, because you've got that rubber. So it's like you're maybe underwater a little bit. The I would say what it's like to have the normal first or second gen AirPods off playing no audio is what transparency sounds like. So that's the true off for the old ones. So to me, that sounded normal to go to transparency, if that makes okay, sense. That's, that's interesting, yeah. Whereas when I went, obviously we're turning them off altogether, that was like being underwater because you had rubber in your ears and you previously didn't have that. So I thought transparency was really well done and I was really impressed with it. And um, it didn't sound too loud to me. It just it just sounded like I was wearing the old AirPods not playing anything. So, um, yeah, I was quite pleased. But definitely what you say about the whole jaw thing when you're chewing and you find you're chatting. And I'd, well, I'd walk around for 15 minutes and previously I could wear these and turn them off and leave them in for hours on end and all sorts of stuff and I just found myself not not wanting to use them and I, unfortunately I got rid of my second gen AirPods <laughs> so I th- there was even more incentive uh, so to So you're stick- marooned. I am but I, I, I'll be honest 
I, I wasn't using the second gens that much to be fair because down they weren't waterproof and I went through a lot of the second gens in the gym breaking them. So I'd, I'd wear these aftershocks I've spoken about, the bone conducting ones. I wear them for running outside so I can hear cars. And in the gym, I'd just wear a cheap pair of 15 pound wireless, you know, buds because I didn't, you know, replacing the AirPods all the time on the old ones got quite expensive. So I wasn't using the second gen that much anyway. And as, as I've said, I've got rid of the AirPod Pros now and I don't actually know whether I'll go back. I don't know. I might just try and make do with what I've got. It is yeah. a pain when, like, I want to sit on the sofa with the wife and um, maybe put the MacBook on or watch something on the phone. I am, the the ones I've got for the gym are, are, are sort of over-ear ones to stop themselves falling off and the bone-conducting ones are pretty naff for anything but sort of the spoken word and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I am distinctly lacking a, something. Uh, I've tried going back to the wide ones and it sort of fills that niche, but obviously they're wired. Um, but I don't know. What, £159 for the second gen and 250 for the... I don't know whether I make that much use of that anymore, you know. I think the way I use them has, has changed. Yes. I mean, I, I'm returning mine, so... Uh, it's a lot of money and they don't quite uh, work for me. They don't fit. And actually, I've got used to, so used to wearing these kind of um, wired Bluetooth earbuds that you wear around the neck. So you yeah. kind of wear it as a necklace with the two uh, ear pieces stuck together with a magnet sort of hanging down in front of you. And then when you oh, yeah, want to... Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. When you want to listen to something, you... Uh, break the magnet apart, chuck at one or two of the buds in your ears, you're connected, you look at uh, what it is on your phone or you you know, you know, walk to your car or whatever it is that you're doing to listen to music. And then when you're finished, you literally pull them out, you let them fall, you're not worrying about because it's around your neck, you don't have to worry about losing them or anything. Um, and you get on with your other task. As soon as you want to listen to it again, you pick it up off your shirt, you plug it back into your ears. Now, what this does mean is that um, every time I walk around at work, in meetings, uh, if I'm just doing stuff around the house or you know out at the weekend, I constantly have a little headphone necklace <laughs> around my neck. And I notice a lot of people do that now. It's probably, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I walk around my work and maybe, I don't know, maybe 5% of people have got that. You know, so it's quite a it's quite a thing, but it just means that they are super convenient and they're much more convenient in my mind than bringing a little tic-tac case round with you, you know, remembering to, uh, you know, put things in there, keep it charged, all the rest of it. So uh, even, you know, I would have kept them if they'd fitted because they are nice and I probably would have forced myself to use them more, but I don't really have any hesitation about sending them back because they don't fit. And I think overall the convenience isn't quite as isn't quite what it was cracked up to be from everyone else going on about it. But I know that you're probably were a bit of a convert from before, but it's it's not really the right system for me. So yeah, I think AirPods Pro, um, certainly technologically good. If they fit in your ear and you like AirPods anyway, they're probably the best thing since sliced bread. Um, but yeah, not for me, and probably not for you. No, I mean, I, 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 I'm a convert in the sense of. They, they were convenient, but I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I mean the aftershocks, they, they were quite expensive as well. They were 100, 100 and something pounds. Um, however, they feel 100 times more durable. My 15 pound set that I have at the gym, I screw them up, I put them in my bag, and I always bait. I don't know. I think it stems from the fact that I went through a lot of AirPods with sweat problems on the original ones. And um, I just generally tend to sort of, Treat them like a precious metal. Do you know what I mean? A, yeah. A precious object where I don't know. I'm, I, I want to move to this simpler way where things aren't necessarily as expensive, but you can, do you know what I mean? You, you can throw them about. You're not worried yeah. about them. You, yeah. They're going to work. And I don't know. I, I like that sort of peace of mind more, uh, I think. Let's, uh, segue into the next thing, which I think is related to this. Mm -hmm. So the new MacBook got released recently yes. and finally they've put a working keyboard in it hmm. and the reason why i think this is kind of related is that i've got my macbook 12 inch which i really like but 
as I've, I think I've mentioned before, it's it feels so fragile, and the keyboard is so uh, potentially temperamental. It's currently there's no problems with it at the moment, but I've gone through about three or four keyboards on this thing because they break so easily. Yeah. Um, the the using the keyboard isn't pleasurable at all because there's no travel in the. Keyboards. No, I, I never liked it. I never um, did. So yes, it's a lovely dinky little netbook of a MacBook, but it's the the keyboard on it. Uh, actually prevents it from being a, a, uh, an enjoyable experience using it. So it's a bit like what you're saying, that you never found yourself enjoying using the AirPods Pro. I find that the, the, the shallow keyboards on the MacBooks currently prevent me from enjoying using it, using them. Now, they've every, there's, again, there's all this rumour that they were going to put the uh, Magic Keyboard-style keyboards into the MacBooks. And, and, you know, I absolutely love my Magic Keyboard, you know, um, I think it's got the perfect degree of, you know, uh, feel and travel on the keys and all the rest of it. And they're putting that keyboard into the MacBook 16-inch, so the upgraded 15-inch um, that they've just released. And um, I think that's really excited for a few reasons. So it's good that uh, Apple seems to have given up on dogmatically trying to shove this you know, zero travel keyboard down everyone's throats and seems to have actually listened to the criticism and reverted. It's not often that uh, Apple take a step back from a direction that they're going in. You know, there's probably only a few examples of them doing that ever. Um, but they've done that here. They've given us a keyboard with a little bit more play. Uh, and I think that that will, as long as they start rolling that out to all the MacBook laptops, that will give us laptop macbooks that feel usable again and ones that we're not scared of using and that we can kind of use as tools without fear of breaking every 10 seconds so yeah i think that's a really good news story so i had i had the macbook i think the same one that you've got i had the 2016 macbook pro i had the 2017 macbook pro i had my speakers blow on that twice um they've got they've got that issue haven't they as well with the flex cable between the display and the um and the board yeah. Yeah. So that's inherently wrong with them. I've got my. I've gone back to a 2015 MacBook Pro here with the with the normal um, with the normal keyboard, but that's got the delamination issues. I've already had two. I've had one screen on that. Well, two in two in the time that I've had them, uh, two screens replaced. So you've always got that worry on those. You've got the keyboard on the latest one. I just hope they've nailed it on this uh, twenty uh, this sixteen inch twenty nineteen one. I really do. I mean, it sounds um, it sounds perfect, apart from the fact that it's hideously expensive and probably a bit big for personal use. I'd love one for work. Mm. So I'm the same as you. I've got a fifteen inch twenty fifteen uh, MacBook at work, and I lo- I love using it because it's you know big and big screen and nice keyboard and has all the ports that you'd need. Um, so I lo- I love it. I- I'd love one of these new ones, albeit it's, it's only got uh, USB-C, but I would still love one of these big new uh, MacBook 16 inches. But th- it's a bit too expensive as a personal device, I think. Yeah, you you would. So what, what we were just looking, weren't we, before the show, 2,400 is the entry level? Yeah. I'd worry, you know, if if work paid for that, that's fine. <laughs> that wouldn't bother me. That of would course, just, yeah. It, it would get thrown in a bag, but... Nearly two and a half thousand pounds. I would want. I would look after that. I would really look after that. And um, I, I've looked recently, you know, at Lenovo's ThinkPads and things like that. And I've looked at them and thought, you know what? They look durable. They look like I could really enjoy using them without having to worry. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I I hope that there's nothing wrong with this generation. I th- I think they've tried to sort of roll back as far as they can with a lot of the stuff, like the arrow keys and the keyboard, and they've put an escape key back on there, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully it ticks all the boxes. I'm just hoping for the love of God that they've not done something silly on the inside that's going to cause longevity issues. Um, but I guess we won't know, will we, with that? But it, it does no. look a nice machine. But 2400 expensive. Yeah, I think we just have to wait to get issued them as part of our work and then... Uh... Then we yep. can sort of uh, give our opinions on that. So, yeah, that's all good news. Kamikaze so, usage then. We don't care. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so keeping on the uh, Apple train, uh, well, did you get on the iPhone 11 train? Yes, I I went from a... What did I... So I, I, had, a 10, I had a 10S Max, and then a couple of months before the launch, I went to a 10R in anticipation, and then I went on the launch from the 10R to the 11 Pro Max. Um, what do I think of it? 
I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're going to ask me, James. Yeah, what go I, for it. What do I think? Battery life, amazing. Uh, I've never... I mean, did I have a problem with the Max? No, but I did with this. I did with the 10R. Uh, that wouldn't last. Uh, but the 11 Pro Max, brilliant battery. That I, surprises me. I thought the XR was supposed to have a fantastic battery. Yeah, people raved about it. And, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just up early in the morning, what, half past five? But yeah, that, ca- that counts a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, by about seven o'clock. Six o'clock. It's you know, it's it's low power moding itself. Um, the cameras. It's not really been the weather, has it? I'm really hoping to get out and about once or you know. In that's the problem. It, it takes us till summer, and then come summer there's a new one. So um, I don't know. I, I see what people create with these cameras. I can never recreate that. Um, I, don't I think know. It, the cameras. I never had a problem with the iPhone. 10 camera no, the iPhone X camera no they're the same I, for me I always thought that it was it got some really natural looking brilliant shots the iPhone 11 Pro now I I think that there's almost no reason to carry a pixel round you know the low light shots are really nice um they still look natural in my mind um You've now got the wide angle, so you know my LGs are looking very nervously at me because I'm sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have less use to turn to them, you know, less reason to turn to them. Yeah. But um, I just think it's a, it's just, the cameras are really good, you know, they're they're really really good. Yeah, I, like I said, I I, I love the camera on the 10s Max, and now I've got that wide angle camera, brilliant. I just really haven't had a chance to stretch its legs. Um, you know, certainly with the weather, and I'd like to think that would get me out and about with low light. But I think at, the, at this point in time, my life isn't that interesting that I'm out on an evening. <laughs> I, I see what you mean. You do, the, I always find the best test is if you're out with friends and you're in a poorly lit club or or pub, yeah. and you you want to savor a few memories in that scenario. That's the toughest, you know, that's the toughest gig that any phone camera is going to get. And if it can pull half decent, you know, amusing you know, memorable shots in those conditions, then that's really all you need. And I think the, the well, the iPhone 11, the, of the times that I've taken it into those conditions, it's performed perfectly well. It's got some yeah. perfectly good shots. It, it's a bulletproof device at this point in time. Uh, they're, they're sturdy, they're durable. It, it's You know what you're going to get. iOS 13, yeah, it's been a bit of an issue having everything closed in the background, but it's no no big problem to I think reopen that fixed things. Now. I think that yeah. is fixed now. I I know yeah. that the uh, the latest firmware has come out a week or so ago, and um, I'm not having that. I mean, I was noticing that's one of the bugs that I did notice, and bugs have got to be pretty severe for me to notice because normally I kind of brush them off. But that closing in the background thing, I noticed all the time because yeah. it would happen if you switched away on the on the on the launcher and then you switch back within about two seconds and it restarted the app you think no that's definitely uh that's definitely not right yeah a quick a quick bug for you to try with the airpods pro if anyone wants to have a a play with it if you uh, ask siri to um enable noise cancellation um and then do it a second time afterwards it it, it just loses the plot and one ear starts to play audio at a different time to the other and you've technically really? got two streams on the go yeah and then you can't re-enable if you ask Siri to re-enable transparency then it just shuts one ear off it, it really falls over okay there. so, so you basically interest, yeah. get to brick your airpod pros yeah yeah it's just a nice little a funny one that i i found there so okay um yeah but back to the 11 pro great device great battery it's just a solid upgrade really isn't it to be fair and yeah. for me i went from a 64 to a 256 because i i do take a lot of video with children videos sort of a mainstay it's nice to be able to take lots and then put them together and make a little home video and I tell you what, kids nowadays, James. When I was a lad, it was just the odd photo album, but they're gonna, their whole lives are documented. I've got some yeah. forty thousand photos on in in my iCloud Drive. Uh, sorry, iCloud Photos. I've maybe got nearly two thousand videos. There's, you know, what I mean, their whole lives are documented now for them to look back on, and I think yeah. that's that's going to be great for them to be. Yeah, fair. I think so. I think so. I think that when I think about it, I haven't taken much. I don't take. I, I take. A, probably comparably a fair amount of video mm. but i i always wish that i had a bit more video when i go back and i look at my photos of days out with the family or whatever i always think oh it would have been nice to have got a video of that moment yeah. you know and we to be honest whenever i'm um around with my mates they 
do tend to get a little bit irritated that I'm, uh, you know, journalizing, if that's the right word, the entire experience, you know, getting thousands of photos and uh, filming them and all the rest of it. So I probably do it too much anyway, but I always want to look back at my memories and get more, more photos, more videos. I, I, I do enjoy that. Yeah, I always try and throw a few videos in. So let's say, you know, it's a birthday or something like that. I'll take photos, but I will try and, you know, take enough video that I can cut something together. And, yeah. you know, it's it's easy enough done, compared, isn't yeah. it? I yeah. mean, here's your ex-birthday party. So, yeah. What, it's, do you, it's nice. what do you edit your iPhone videos together with? So I've got, um, so I, I use I, iPhoto on the on the phone. I use iPhone. iMovie or iPhoto? Sorry, iMovie. Sorry, yeah, yeah. on the on the phone. I've got um, Luma Fusion, the FX version. So not the not the full editing suite, but the one where you can sort of before you were able to edit in iOS, you could edit and change color balances of video and rotation and things in in that. And I found that really handy to cut things together and zoom in on frames and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I just try and do it quick and simple on on the on the phone now. But oh, okay. I could, yeah, you know, I've occasionally. I think I have an old version of Final Cut Pro kicking around that I occasionally get out and uh, and use, but it's it's very rare now because I'm doing a lot in 4K. And what yeah. I've noticed, certainly, um, certainly with the, um, I have to be careful is because I've only got, and it'll segue as nicely in afterwards. But I've only got the third gen Apple TV, so the one that just does 1080. Yeah, that will not play back 4K. It's not happy at playing back any. 4k footage it's really odd because i can send 4k video to the wife's iphone iphone 7 yeah it'll, it'll deal with it, it obviously, oh yeah it down samples it whatever it does yeah, but yeah. it plays it you send that to the uh, apple tv third gen and it, it i don't know what it tries to do to it but it just will not play it at all yeah um so that I've doesn't surprise me to be honest but yeah, yeah just got to be careful of playback really um but if you're playing back on the phones it, it's perfectly fine it's just when you want to and, and that that it's a 50 50 it's do I film at 4K to future-proof myself and sort of nobble myself now, but in the future I'll benefit from it? Or do I film at 1080p to enjoy the media now, but then in a few years' time it'll look a bit poor? So um, I yeah, do, it's a trade-off. I do like 60 frames a second. Yeah, I do. I'm a fan. I like it stabilised. And, okay, the iPhone can do 4K, 60, and it's decently stabilised, but not many other phones can do that. No, and, and we had the, we had the conversation, didn't we, when we first got them, that you can't use all three lenses at sixty. You can just change between two at a time. Well, I, I think once the video's going, I don't think you can change through any any um, of the lenses. I think you can just adjust the zoom. Oh, the, right, so the it's software sort of digital. Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, you can at thirty, though. You can at thirty. Really? Okay. Yeah. Four okay. K thirty. You can. That. You've got access to all the lenses. Okay. That that's good. But I do like the 60 frames per second. Like, yeah. know, I think it adds that little bit extra to it. To be honest, I'd, I, I'm i not convinced, I have to say, that keeping... So I tend to... Well, recently I uh, went on a little uh, weekend trip down to Cornwall and I did record everything in 4K60. Uh, strangely, that was off uh, an LG G7 that I was using. Uh, and when I edit it together in iMovie on the Mac, it did... Um, seem to sort of downsample to 1080 quite nicely. I kind of don't think that you need to keep the videos at more than 1080. And I, I could live to regret saying that, but I think yeah, 1080, I'm 60, 20 years from now. Yeah, maybe. I think the, the biggest thing that I still want um, is, you know, a higher color gamut, you know, HDR yeah. on these videos. So, you know, we've still got a little bit of way to go on these um, devices. I'm surprised that uh, the iPhone 11 Pro doesn't, record in hdr i mean it records in what apple calls hdr in terms of um there being a high a generally high dynamic range in the video but it's not recording in i believe in like hdr 10 the the format and it doesn't record in dolby vision it plays back hdr 10 and dolby vision but i don't think it records in those uh, hdr formats so that's that's the next step it's very frustrating as well. I think it's only just recently that YouTube have updated their uh, their app to play back at 1440p on the iPhone. Um, okay. Whereas before you were stuck at 1080. But um, I, I I I like you, so I I don't have a 4K television. I a 1080p because I don't know. I just can't. It's a big change to go, and I I'll do it. I'll do it with the next television. Touch wood, it doesn't go. I've had this one for ages, but. Um, 
I, I do like to see the HDR when certainly when watching a film on the 11 Pro um, it, it streams very nicely from Plex to it I, I do appreciate the benefits that that brings mm. so it, it would be nice if they sort of maybe added that to their own videos potentially okay so let's move on to uh, videos and uh, I think you've done a little bit of homework on Apple TV plus Oh, homework, yes. So um, my thoughts on Apple TV Plus, I- I'm really enjoying it, actually. It's my, when the wife is away and at work, it's my secret sort of uh, go-to. The morning show, I find that great. I-, I didn't actually think it would appeal to me. I watched the trailers early on in the year and I thought, it's going to be pretty naff, this. But it's actually really good. I won't give anything away. But What's, the, I- what's it the closest related to? Because I-, I just assumed it was going to be a sort of light-hearted... Um... I don't know, comedy, sort of rom-com type thing? So it's it's not, no. Uh, what's it? What's it? Is it like The Office? No, no, it's not. So it is. it has elements of comedy, but it's actually got quite a, a good storyline. Um, there's a few twists in there that you wouldn't expect. And okay. I'll be, the characters they've got are pretty good, actually. I know Jennifer Aniston, we're going back to the 90s and Friends and stuff like that, but she's not bad in this role. And, um, yeah, I heard she's very good in it, actually. Yeah, and uh, who, who's the guy who plays that? You know who I mean, the lead character. He's he's funny. I can't remember his name, but it's it's not because they're you know they're but they're popular. I'm Carol? way past. Is it someone Carol? Carell? Uh, Steve Carell. Yes, yes, Steve Carell or something like that. I as I said, I'm not I'm not one for films or TV or you could name celebrities to me. Yeah, whatever. But I actually I actually really enjoy it. Um, yeah, so they're, they're they're good at acting the way they do. I'm I'm no film buff. No, you're not going to get any good any good reviews out of me. But it's really enjoyable. Really, okay. really enjoyable. Uh, actually, I think I think you've kind of uh, persuaded me to catch up on that one because uh, mm. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have you down for liking that because I only see that all I've seen is the graphics. Yeah, uh, and no, I think I did watch the trailer, but the trailer doesn't give too much away in terms of no, what the it doesn't. Is. And you so. I, Again, once you get to the end of that first episode, you actually go, actually, this isn't about what I thought it was about, and it's actually quite good. And it does okay. leave you wanting more. So I'd I'd be surprised to uh, sort of hear what you think of that. Now, uh, have you seen any of them? I've watched C <laughs> and no. For Mankind. The one that I'm most interested in, because I like a little bit of sci-fi and I like a little bit of what if, hmm. is uh, For Mankind. So what's your um, Barry Norman on that? It's an alternative version, which isn't given by the trailer. I won't ruin it for you. It's not what you expect. Okay. I can ruin it for you. No, Everyone no, don't ruin it no for spoilers me. things, but I'm yeah, quite happy definitely. to ruin it for you. No, no. Uh, you can ruin C, because I think that, <laughs> that looks ludicrous, and um, I'm not too bothered about it, even though people quite like it. But um, the For All Mankind, is it worth me, worth my time? Yes. It's not as good as The Morning Show, and it's their alternate reality is a bit, hmm, yeah, debatable, you think. But... It's it's perfectly watchable. It's perfectly watchable. You you, you can you you sort of get into it. It's, okay. it's definitely worth it. I'd get in now while there's not a lot of backlog to watch. There's only four. Okay. Um, and my view on C is I struggled with that. I struggled with the first episode. It wasn't probably until the second episode that I thought actually this is all right, and it it's getting better. The first episode was poor, I think. They're trying to sort of identify all the characters, the plot, this and that. And then they've sort of now just honing in so they don't have to explain everything all the time. And, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. It's a bit far-fetched. It is a bit far-fetched, but it's it's enjoyable. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. And is it it those three of the main series? Yeah, there's another one called Dickinson. Again, I'm not into period drama or anything like that, so... My the wife likes period dramas, and I played her the trailer, and she sort of went, "Oh no!" So I sort of benchmarked it on that. Okay. I, I have sat through things like Downton Abbey and uh, Poldark and all that sort of stuff, and I actually, yeah, quite liked them after a while. But I get the impression it's a bit trendy. I.e., they kind of, um, yeah. I can imagine them kind of breaking the fourth, fourth wall or third wall, whichever one it is, and a bit sort of bringing a few modern contemporary references into it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's 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 not. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm only I'm only going off the trailer, and um, they've not really highlighted anything else, have they? Well, there's been a few that, in the news that they're saying they're bringing out, but um, no, it's just what I just wait for Friday nights now. Sad okay. as it is, and uh, so, they all come out on the Friday. 
so last night uh, I did watch one episode of a Disney Plus show. Ooh, well done. How, yeah. What app did you use on that? So I used the Apple TV. Good God, how did you find that? Uh, <laughs> it's a horrendous app. No, so the, no, so, the Apple, sorry, oh, I meant the Apple the TV, TV not device, the TV Plus app. Okay. Apple TV 4K device, which is a great device with a very poor remote control. Mm, yeah, I do you not use your phone. I generally tend to use my phone because the Apple TV must have bad. Oh, I can never remember to get my phone out and, and you know, click the buttons to make it work. So I just use the, I just put up with the rubbish remote control. Yeah. But uh, I don't know whether it's worth sort of elaborating on the on the hoops and the palaver to actually get Disney Plus going in the UK. But I will say it's very well, uh, they don't want you to access it, basically, and they try very hard to stop you doing it. So for Normal me to manage VPNs to do it... VPNs need not apply. Yeah, well, the interesting thing was I tried hundreds of, of VPNs to try and uh, crack it. And uh, in the, I'm, I'm with ExpressVPN. Yeah, and right. in the end, and I pay for it. And in the end, I just sort of went on their live chat and said, oh, you know, how do I make this work? And they just said, oh, yeah, use this uh, VPN server. And I did. And it worked. And I just realized, well, yeah, I should maybe. I can't. I never think to actually turn to support. I think I know. You know, they're never going to know anything. Well, yeah, why yeah. would I want to ask them? But. Uh, of course, it probably wasn't the first time uh, yesterday evening that they got asked that question. So, yeah, uh, up and running with Disney Plus. I watched The Mandalorian last night, this okay. Star Wars series. Right. Um, and it's good. Uh, it's a little bit over peppered with slightly, um, yeah, slightly sort of overdone references to all the different bits of the Star Wars universe. So, um, there's references in it to the holiday special. I don't know if you ever saw that. I'm not, not the biggest Star Wars buff. Ah, uh, okay. So basically you had references to basically probably every film, every character got some sort of reference in there. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, they talked about, you know, they mentioned Parsecs again. You know, they mentioned Life Day. Um, the sort of the main Boba Fett character has got the same rifle as he had on the holiday special. You know, you saw um, someone was... Uh, barbecuing an animal and it was like a little salacious crumb the sort of Jabba the Hutt uh, sidekick was there you know and then it panned out and there was another salacious crumb waiting in a, a cage you know there were so many references um, they were tripping over themselves all the time with it but it was generally quite good it seemed like it's going to be it's not adult and it's not kiddie it's kind of PG yeah. Um but that's fine. And so, so I'll probably keep on with that. And I had another little zoom around um, Disney Plus in terms of what was there. The really good stuff is that all of the Star Wars films and all of the Marvel films, and in fact, all of the Disney films, they're all in 4K. They're all in um, Dolby Vision, HDR. Um, they look absolutely fantastic. Most of them have got an Atmos soundtrack, so they sound absolutely fantastic. They've put a lot of care into the extras. Uh, I'm a fan of um, The Muppets Christmas Carol, and I noticed that they've got that on there in Dolby Vision. That's not been put out in 4K before. Um, it ha- you know it has all the, it has the deleted song and this deleted scene in the extras. You know, so they have really put a lot of effort into putting this together. Having said that, what I would say is that if you haven't got kids to kind of lap up all the Disney films and all the Disney cartoons and all the sort of Disney Channel kids series, you're just left with marvel films and star wars films Hmm. and i'm not sure that you can have an entire streaming service that has only got such a narrow amount of content but obviously they own fox um they own disney disney's got a handful of uh, studios themselves so i'm sure that the the range of content will expand over time but uh yeah it's an interesting one i wouldn't necessarily say if you if you haven't got kids, you're not interested in Star Wars or Marvel films. You're probably not going to be that bothered by it, to be honest. Yeah, I and I don't I don't really subscribe to anything at the moment. Um, I don't subscribe to Netflix. I don't subscribe to Prime. Although I think I got Prime Video. I watched The Boys, and I think that was it. I quite uh, like that. that. Was, Did you like that? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I wish it ended a little bit different. It's sort of a bit sudden for me, but. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I kind of got the impression on that that maybe um, they didn't quite know whether they were going to get a second series on it. Yeah, yeah, because there's no following, there's no leading to the next one, is there? But hopefully they will, because I mm. think um, 
it was good enough in my mind to give it a couple of, give it a few series and see how oh, it yeah. sort of pans out. Yeah. Um funny you say about the whole um sort of almost product placement in Star Wars. Product placement in the Apple TV in the Apple uh, series is is incredible in the morning show. Um literally everything, iPhones, MacBooks, iMacs, <laughs> okay. everywhere yeah. you look there's yeah. just Everything there'll be an iPad on the table, you name it, it's there. I suppose it's probably a bit different, to, difficult to do that in C or uh, for mankind back in the nineteen seventies. But um, that was the, that was the thing that amused me so much about um, the boys on Amazon Video. Uh, the product placement with Sony phones was yes. absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's like rather than everyone in in uh, modern day America <laughs> having an iPhone, everyone in modern day America had a Sony phone. And of course. Like, oh, look, you've got an XZ3 there, you've got an XZ2 <laughs> compact, you've got a Xperia Plus and all the rest of it. I mean, it was literally every Sony phone from the last, from quite old ones up to quite new ones were all on display. It was fantastic. The um, the TV Plus app uh, is absolutely shocking. Just, just one. So, for example, I'll be watching something and I'll pause it. And let's say I flick to another app to view a message and I go back, it's totally, and it will resume me from where I started previously, if that makes sense, not where I paused. It only seems to remember where you pause, go out of the program, then that's like a save marker. Yeah. So it'll only go back to there. So if you just quickly pause, go back out, you're going back, you could be going back 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like a bug that they can, that they can fix. Yeah. And could you, can you find any of them? in there I, no no hidden, they, they, i think that's the thing isn't it that's the thing with um i think the the apple plus sorry the apple tv i don't know what you'd call it kind of experience the the way that it has channels you know i've yeah. been playing because i've been playing about with disney plus on the uh, apple tv it's does that link into it? Int- does it it is integrated so you yeah. will get shows turn up in the apple tv environment but you do also have a separate disney plus app yeah. Uh, and I played about with putting HBO onto the uh, Apple TV 4K, and the HBO shows show up in the Apple TV app as well. But again, Discovery is is really hit and miss. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not what you'd expect, but it's it's new, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's new. It'll get there. Yeah, I think that I think it's there. Obviously, Apple don't mind that the Discovery's vague, whilst mm. they've got hardly any content. You know, they can put all their content in, you know, one screen. So they're not too bothered about it now. As if, as and if Apple get more and more content, maybe they'll start to uh, look at having genres and ways to, better ways to search, better ways to organise the content, better ways to recommend the content. But yeah, at the moment, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, because I could never find Carpool Karaoke neither. That was all, that was, that was like. probably for the best. That was like in the music app and God knows where that was. That was crazy. But um, so TV Plus as a whole, so the 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 app, uh, I mean, sorry, the content, yeah, I'm enjoying it. The app, hit and miss, and Apple TV, I I I, do, I generally don't watch much normal television now. I only ever boot into the Apple TV and uh, watch YouTube, basically YouTube or Plex. That's yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I wouldn't want to sound contrary and say you know, oh, I don't watch any broadcast TV. You know, I'm too trendy. But yeah. I literally don't i can't think of i mean i listen to radio but i don't think i watch any broadcast tv at all occasionally i'll watch um taskmaster but then i tend to i tend to watch the recording of that anyway because i'm never going to be wanting to actually watch the program that i want to watch at exactly the time that it's broadcast so i'm always like even if i'm kind of going back to watch it or staying up to watch it or or something i'm always five ten minutes adrift you know so it's not like um i'm ever watching anything totally live no so i do have one uh problem uh with my setup at the moment and i think it's something that you're not going to have experienced occasionally i'll get a lip sync issue so Mm. the sound is behind uh i don't know the sound is in front of the video and uh i think the basic explanation for this is that Processing audio is a piece of cake and therefore it flies out the speakers really quickly. And if you're not careful, the TV kind of stumbles and process. It does all of its sort of magic in terms of processing the video content and making that look beautiful before it presents it to you. And therefore the two get out of sync. 
Is it a de- is it a delay or is it a head? So what it is is that the sound comes before the picture. Okay. Oh yes, yeah, so you can't delay the sound. Okay. So, no, you can. So you can't you can. delay. Well, you can't easily delay the uh, video because obviously then you need a big video cache. Yeah. Obviously, an audio cache is is fairly easy to do. So yeah, you can delay the audio, uh, and you can normally do that in one of two ways. You can either do that on your amplifier or you can do it in the client itself so yeah most clients will have an audio delay that you can set but it's annoying because all through the hd days i managed to overcome all of the uh lip syncing issues that i had and just recently it seems that i'm experiencing more and more lip sync issues on my 4k content and i'm sure i didn't when i first started putting my 4k stuff together but um i'm noticing that the apple tv uh that has um, a, a delay problem. Uh, what was the other thing that I was checking that seemed to have a delay problem? Are, are uh, you streaming it from a server or is it just purely over the, over the internet? So this is, if I'm watching iTunes content. Okay. So uh, you shouldn't be, not from iTunes. And if I'm watching a 4K Blu-ray? Mm. Where, where are you serving that 4K Blu-ray from? Just at the actual Blu-ray disc itself? Yeah, so, um, I mean, whilst... With normal Blu-rays, I will, you know, uh, burn them and watch them via, you know, a client in the uh, in the living room because it's more convenient. Yeah. With 4K Blu-rays at the moment, it's still it's difficult to get it there. Yeah, it's not. You're not going to get a perfect backup and a perfect because um, it's a heavy load on the network for a start, and I've only got power uh, over Ethernet or Ethernet over yeah, power, that, I guess oh. you should call it. Which Crikey. it can just about do Blu-ray. But it, can it do 4K Blu-ray? Probably not. So anyway, genuine 4K Blu-ray. And um, I've got lip sync problems there as well, especially on the Dolby Vision stuff. And it tends to be happening when it's running at 24 frames a second. Tends not to happen when it's at 60 frames a second. Anyway. Is that... Sorry, my final question. Is, is that is that an amplifier issue, do you think, or a television issue? I think it could be. You know, I think it could be. But the problem is, is that I couldn't... You couldn't really say for certain which thing is causing a problem and whether it would get solved if i bought a new thing new, yeah new kit. and none of these things are cheap you know okay the clients like a, an apple tv box even a blu-ray okay they're only 100 quid 200 quid but the av receiver you know you're looking at 500 quid yeah, tv yeah. you're looking at a grand and that's you know. what you think it would be the av receiver really I that's, say. yeah i think that's where my suspicions are at the moment is that um it's not understanding perhaps the the signal properly. It's really weird. I, I don't. I don't quite. I don't quite know because it does seem to be client dependent. So if I you watch, thought about a firmware update on it. I've tried, and um, yeah, I think that maybe a firmware update may have broken it previously because I haven't noticed a big problem up until this point. But mm. uh, yeah, certainly got it at the moment. But the interesting thing is, um, I've got an Apple TV 4K stick. Yeah, and that plays Dolby Vision. 24 frames a second content through to my TV, through the amplifier, lip, all the audios in sync perfectly. So it obviously can be done yeah. uh, and it's not an inherent problem with Dolby Vision and 24 frames a second, but it is causing problems on uh, some of these combinations of devices and stuff. And it's really frustrating. You need to get yourself on a audio file website. I know. I've, I've asked about in forums, AV forums and, and, and those sorts of places and they tell you, you people, need gold seem, leads. people seem to accept it they say they, they try did <laughs> they try and sell you a ten thousand pound gold lead <laughs> network uh, cable, HDMI or, cable yeah. Uh, yeah hdmi cable or usb cable um but they seem to accept the audio delays and they will program them into their av amps and and tweak them and all the rest of it but it's for a start unless you've got a calibration disc it's a, it's an inexact science, you know. You're sort of adjusting the audio delay until you think it's just about there. But audio sync's never perfect on any content, so you might adjust it perfectly for one scene, and actually it goes out of sync again in the other scene because it was at one extreme in one scene that you've adjusted to, and it's at the other extreme that you wouldn't normally notice in another scene, and you do notice it. So, yeah, I'm tearing my hair out with this. I'm trying to find some generic offsets that work across a mm. multitude of um, content, but it's um, very frustrating. I'd be almost tempted to try and roll back a firmware, I would. Yeah, but this was the interesting thing was, because I thought it was just the Blu-ray player that was causing the problem. 
Mm. And I thought, well, it's, it's just the Blu-ray player. Everything else is in sync. And I went into the settings in my amp, and I noticed that I'd set a 200 millisecond delay mm. on my Apple TV. So maybe that was out of sync and it had been adjusted and I didn't remember doing the adjustment. It was really weird. You need to strip down and start from basics, I think. You do, you do. And maybe um, like a friendly hi-fi shop um, might let you borrow some demo equipment or something i guess it's what maybe one for richer sounds to give them the challenge look if you yeah, can find me the component that fixes sounds. this then um then i'll um i'll go with it so yeah i think that's probably my next stop but yeah not that um you can um empathize or or solve it but that's my current uh problem no um gold leads there you go Solved. yeah i need to i need gold leads all around gold leads great stuff Okay, well, I'm I'm thinking we're nearly approaching an hour. Yeah, that's all sounding good to me. It's been a great catch up. Let's 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 try and do this regular. Now I've got the TARDIS back. Yeah, and uh, it's actually really nice and comfortable. A little too warm, if I'm honest, James. I've had to yeah, turn yeah, down. this is good. Yeah. So, um, is it actually detached from the house, or is it like a conservatory? No, it's it's just a shed in the garden. Oh, brilliant! It's just a shed in the garden. Hence, why you're going to have some nice editing to do with the whole. Uh, uh, he throw a uh, flight plan over the top. Uh, so you've got your scrumpy out there, and you've got like uh, <laughs> what your, your your woodbines or. Uh... I, I'm I'm looking at a old iMac G3 uh, oh, blueberry. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so. that's nice actually. Is that yeah. what what's actually on and t- and and you're recording on? No, no, no. It's just it's it's my overflow storage for my uh, hideously for large museum. Mac Mac collection. Yeah. Oh, it's next nice. to an iMac G4 as well. That's bubble wrapped up. Okay, yeah. so well, on the next show then that we're on together, you can just like give a guided tour, an audio tour of the uh, Mac Museum. Of the shed, yeah. Yeah. The shed, if it hasn't flooded by then. so Start sandbagging and, and keep yourself in there until the floods pass. Yeah. All right then, James. Well, uh, thank, thank you very much and uh, we shall catch up soon. Yes, indeed. Cheers, David. Cheers, James. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.